and uh, he is the defining influence in this uh, nanotechnology world of robotics and um, transhumanism. And he's arguably the fall guy once he unleashed this Pandora's box that he was thrown under the bus. I think, yes, he worked for Harvard. As you mentioned, Harvard acts as though they have no idea that this was going on, but yet one of the exhibits, and this is a fact that they had a joint nano lab between uh, Wuhan University of Technology and Harvard, which was established in 2009 and was officially came to be in 2012. Oh yeah, here here he says he says that he's done a lot I've done for Chinese scientists. So he's upset in this email, but it it establishes like you're saying that you you don't you don't have any relationship with China. Meanwhile, you're faulting them and saying like basically you ingrates everything I've done for you. And again, I think that they lured him this promise of getting a Nobel Prize, which of course is the prestige. During this, uh, before the trial, there were 41 scientists that uh, published a letter to be seen by all defending Lieber and defending and, and standing for the need for global collaboration, except we're not talking about other parts of the world. We're talking about communist Chinese government and using this technology against human beings. Well, and Chinese communist government is scary. And so are the globalists that are part of the World Economic Forum. <laughs> You know, that these people are scary because we know how they think. We know what their religion is. We know what they think of me and you as humans. And people, it's hard for people to understand this because when you see the media uh, who are a lot of their puppets, they come across as nice and caring, but you got to look at their actions because the actions are they, is a human trafficker someone that you would trust? I mean, that's the question that you have to ask yourself. Somebody who would condone and profit off of human trafficking, would you trust them? Well, these are a lot of the people behind this stuff. People who were behind Epstein, would you trust them? You got to ask yourself, and are you okay with them running big parts of our government and our society? I, for one, am not. No. And these are the people that are getting very powerful technology, and they're sharing it with other nutbags around the world. Right. Nutbags, indeed. And they look to China because the people are robotic and well-behaved. And yes. it's, it's very clear people uh, who are shit disturbers or who question and don't fit in a box. I certainly don't fit in a box and question things from a very young age. A real journalist. Yeah, a journalist. Doing a good job at journalism and questioning things makes you their enemy. I believe so. I think also, Sarah, standing for the spirit, 
standing for wisdom, standing, yeah. standing for Mother Earth and, and bringing a kind of lack of a better word, witchy, witchiness to it, where you're using your intuition and you just don't fit. You know, there, there's this whole idea being propagated of like individualism, but there's no individuation in the spirit. What it is, is like, oh, you think you're being an individual because you got purple hair, but you're like cookie cutter, just like exactly every yeah. everybody else. And we're really going into like this cookie cutter. We can even see it, let's say, in strip malls. It's like whatever city you're in, it's like stamp the same crap, the same the same crap, eyesore ugliness. OK, so here we are in the uh, plug and play of mesh electronics where we have a mouse and we know that in today's world we are the lab rats there are live experience experiments going on this is all arguably a live experiment and um what is that a monkey no it's a mouse or a rat it's it's a you could see the top the top image is a is a mouse and to be able to interface and yeah so you have a io i'm seeing the mouse and i don't know why i can't see it well it's arguably you see the top picture with the eye it's the top of the mouse oh i see and, now okay it's a mouse here and yeah. then this is a just shell shaved down or something yeah i don't know it's kind of a cross section Weird. of something okay. Okay, enough with looking at something probably gross that I probably don't want to know what they've done. We we can if there's a if there's a clip, we can watch a clip that says um, boom. Do I have one? Yeah, sure. Let's here, so one. here, like that's freestanding. Yeah, let's see if there's freestanding kink nanowire transistor. So he's created these transistor probes, and it's recording. In three dimensions, you see the um, the counterparts on the study, all Chinese. Yeah, well, they're all yeah, they're all from China. Okay, let's get to the yeah. boom. Okay. Do you remember sending that email? Yes, I do. And so, in that email, it essentially states. At this time, we're going to withhold information from Harvard and from uh, oh. investigators. And that yeah, I mean, I, it's to a, uh, yeah, to a friend. She actually wasn't in, she's a, in the U.S., but, uh, I mean, you probably have the thing. I told them that I wanted this. They were saying on the Chinese Academy of Sciences webpage that that part of the statement was that I was like very helpful to Wuhan. Yeah. And I said that I really ongoing, and I said this isn't true, and this had, this really needs to change. And I don't even know if it yeah. well, changed. It so like this, I think, I think that's slightly out of uh, context. But you're right; it looks like. Uh, well, it's, you know, it says, uh, yeah, it says you know, I will be careful about what I discuss with Harvard University, and none of this will be shared with government investigators at this time. Boom. Yeah, it seems. But I also think they found something that 
they can get Harvard off the hook with and yeah. Harvard knows more. You know, they found some kind of something that can get Harvard off the hook and then they're going to make it look like it was like, yeah, we knew nothing because of right. this one little, you know what I mean? Right. And, and in fact, he sued Harvard asking for them to pay for his legal fees. And then early on when I was looking at his court documents before they were sealed, that Harvard owns part of his home and they oh, really yeah Harvard owns and I was like oh is that normal is that like he also initially when he was accused of espionage had to relinquish his passport and before Trump before Friday the 13th March Friday the 13th 2020 Boston had uh, called a state of emergency and the day after you can look in Pacer, it's in my Vaxter story, some clips of screen grab that he asked for permission to travel to Jersey and uh, Pennsylvania, I believe, and was given permission. So despite a statewide lockdown, this criminal or, or charged of crimes was allowed to travel. Yeah. Geez. Okay. How about this one? It says that that's clearly illegal. Is this a good one? Yeah. He says, I mean, it's, it's interesting in these, how long is this? Okay. That's two minutes. Yeah, do you want to watch this one? Sure. When you're bringing that money back, you know, you didn't, you don't declare it and you also don't pay taxes on it. Yeah. So that's just obviously illegal. Um, but what, uh, what, what I'm wondering what your like what was your wife saying with all that money just available was she encouraging that she, no no she's not like that how about significant purchases that you guys have have made have you ever have you ever been able to use the the money from China like on the card to make a significant purchase like a a investment property a house boat anything no. anything along that to park the money essentially has anybody in china ever asked you to to buy anything no um do you have any foreign assets in no. china other than that bank it, big okay. thing, if that's you, an asset what do you think when you brought this cash back let's say it's five or six times what what do you think you mostly use that money for just for living you know buying groceries we have, you know, cleaner comes in twice a week. So it's like, son's tuition for men's Maybe, or... maybe, I don't know, because she paid, as far as I know, she paid tuition from our checking and okay. savings account. Mm -hmm. And, you know, basically, because we don't spend a lot of money relative, and our mortgage is, is done, okay. that... You know, we have, we've had more money than we sh should safely keep in our checking or yeah. savings. And so, you know, we, we're paying my son's tuition or something with it, but that's not related to this other, like, cash, which was basically... How do they give you the cash? Is it all in $100 bills, $20 bills, $100 so, bills? So, I mean, they would give me a package of, like, in a brown like thing with some Chinese characters on and I'd like throw it in my bag and mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. sort of the shape of 
you know, kind of like one of your, when you go to the bank and you get a little more money and they put it in like a little paper right. kind of thing. It's like one of those, but, you know. And who gave it to you? Is it, was it uh, May? Is he doc he's doctor, Dr. May or? Oh, it was him or Fan, who Fan, she okay. was, since she's sort of the best English speaker, the in international office. So that was him talking about how he was getting the money in the brown paper bags. Yep. It's like you and me, Sarah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, could, yeah, well, you know, I, they were paying him off to do stuff. And that now that's something Harvard might not have known about is he's paying off. And so there is something here. Maybe he was doing stuff. Harvard, they, Harvard was doing bad stuff too, but he started doing, he got greedy and started doing things on his own. Well, that's part of that's sorry. That's part of him being hired as the one, uh, one thousand projects plan and being a strategic scientist. And the um, I mentioned how much money that he was paid by by Woot. And I, you know, I'm looking at it again, but I couldn't hear the sound. But this is very revelatory on the body language, the nervousness, knowing that he did something wrong. Yep. Yep. And also lying, pretend he's a liar. He's lying. I'm not okay. Of course you want to save your ass, but you're pretending. And then at what point he realizes how, um, how much they, they know. And, uh, yeah, well, this is a big deal, but I'd like to know how many, how much Harvard knew. And obviously this is him probably going rogue a little bit, making even more money. But I think Harvard knew a lot more. This was a bigger deal. Wood paid Lieber a salary of up to 50000 per month, living expenses of up to 150000 annually, and awarded him more than $1.5 to establish a research lab in Wuhan. In 2018-2019, Lieber lied to federal authorities and about his involvement in the Thousands Talents Plan and his affiliation. And so that was the, the money that was uh, he was bringing back and that the government, the American government was looking at, they had a Beijing's made in, sorry, through the TTP, the Chinese government would often reward individuals for stealing proprietary information. It was viewed as a key part of Beijing's Made in China 2025 blueprint for scientific dominance. And meanwhile, the DOJ had an initiative, the China initiative that was launched in 2018 and was concerned with Beijing stealing of technology through researchers and other academics. I mean, it's like, right, it's two sides of the same coin. Like yeah. there could be people in that work for Monsatan, Monsanto, that's now Bayer, as using as an example, who legitimately believe that they're doing good or that are, there's, let's say, for instance, again, in Monsanto, there was a, a bee lab. So it's like, oh, greenwashing will do a little bit of good to offset all the bad. Yeah. And I also use the analogy of, let's say you're cast for a commercial, but it's a, pharma, a big pharma commercial. Well, 
chances are the person who's landing the role just cares about doing their a good job and is not mindful to see, oh, I'm a cog in a bigger evil. That's exactly right. So, so that's how think people are compartmentalized and no one, you know, very few people are like, oh, well, where did this shirt come from? Where do things come from? How are things connected? And then you're just a peon being used for bigger means. That's exactly right. And I think, well, that's what's happening with COVID, if you will, and how they're paying off all these, um, these hospital systems and, and doctors and everybody else to, it's a big money system and the mandates and they had it all planned. So this would work to this point. Right now they're going to have to unravel it and back out, right. but everybody's a cog in this and they didn't realize they've all been played and we still have a lot of psyops to unwind and mental control, but that's because it's much harder <laughs> to get past. than I had any, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to get rid of all these costs. <clears throat> excuse me. It, it's much harder to get people past this information or past the psyop than I ever imagined. Cause you thought that you could show them just so obvious information, no. but it's much deeper than that. And that's why I wanted to do that presentation. Cause I wanted to understand how emotion and decision-making with fear. And, and this is where the technology comes in and frequency as well, because you can control people anxiety and stuff to the point where a person who's unaware can be completely controlled. They have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you lose your free will. Absolutely. You think you have free will and, uh, I, the great has a channel. And yesterday I saw, I started watching real people who, you know, I wanted, I got the shot because I wanted to, all my friends were showing, showing their little badges. And oh, so it, that shit works where is like, I'm, I've been since a, a young age, maybe not too young. Cause I, I was made fun of and I was chubby and I was made prank called. And, um, but at one point kind of individuated and, was allergic to things like, oh, everybody likes Brad Pitt. I don't like Brad. Like, I'm not going to just go, go along to get along, but we all can be, we, we all want to belong somewhere. And certainly in this day and age, you're really punished for beating to your own drum. And um, th there's no. While being told you're different because they think they're different but they're really, it's really crazy. They're not. No. And, and people, let's say like my mom will like, I here she's talking to a real journalist who's been persecuted, her daughter, who's interviewed hundreds of people now who've been damaged. She herself is damaged. And just the other day, she was telling me all the people in the hospital are, are unvaccinated and that she had just told me that my Jeez. niece and nephew nephew 13 17 got the jab are sick got their father sick who's also jabbed and i said you in our family here's how the vaccinated are getting the unvaccinated uh, ill and you're telling me that it's it's a pandemic of the of the unvaccinated so it, it's 
Yeah, it's, it's, I know, I know. That's the PSYOP stuff that I had to do. I had to sit down and really think about it. And, and to me, it was the continuation of my documentary. And I need to take that presentation and turn it into part two and three of the mind war stuff. But um, it, it is so disturbing yeah. that I, I really, I took three days and did yeah. nothing but looked at psychological stuff. And it really helped me. It helped me get, once I understand yeah. it, I'm not so freaked out by it, you know, cause then I understand the science and I understand it better, but it, it, it's still very disturbing. Yeah, it is disturbing. I think it's disturbing this false allure of free will when you're, you're manipulated into believing that you have free will and that we're all working within the constructs of this matrix. I, I minored in psychology and my default is to look at what motivates someone and what's the psychological thrust behind, behind this. And I think it is, it's more and more you pay a, you're paying a price to stand out or to say no and the courage that it takes. And, and it's a thankless job, as you know, Sarah, I speak to a journalist friend and it's like, she has to basically, you know, let's say this article and activist post, I, I didn't get paid for it. And so I joke like, Oh, like you are a makeup artist and you put toxic shit on someone's face and you make lots more money than I do. And the intelligence and persistence that has to go in and, and the eye for detail to craft something in writing or to put a presentation like you did. And th that's not rewarded because we're living in this topsy turvy, turvy world and instead of like, if you are open-minded, would be like, well, let's see what Sarah has to say, because this is what she does for a living. And she's an intelligent um, scientist with a science mind. But no, that, that's, that's not, um, yeah, it's not. Yeah I, yeah, I know that's, that is, there's more people who are willing to open because they went too far with stuff, but they're going to be able to un wind it back and put people back in their box pretty easy. And that to me is sad. And yeah. I don't want to see that happen. It is. I, I just don't want to see that happen but because all they're going to do is like the cockroaches out in the light shines on them. And then they all run back into their, their hidden spaces and wait for the next time they can pounce. It's, it's really what it is. Yeah. You know, but at least the lights on it, we can at least get them to retreat. But I, I just, we still need to ferret them out. We got to find them and get them out of there um, and not let this happen again. And now there's what's coming next is worse than COVID. It's a lot worse than COVID, what we have coming down the pike if we don't take care of this. Right. Let, let, you know, let's say, like with Charlie, like he started with a hunch, right? This was. January 28, 2020. And it was like this guy, something about this guy, gonna keep my eye on Charlie. And uh, here, here we have it. And, and maybe all along, I, I was meant to be able to just do my little part. As you know, we all have puzzle pieces. And the irony that I was killed on Twitter and lost all because I look at it like, okay, I don't give a crap 
um, anymore to be on Twitter. Uh, my colleagues such as yourself are, are not there. However, just like Dr. Judy Mikovits, and I use her as an example, they went and they stole her research. I'm a yep. data collector. Sure, I have it on backups, but I was doing reports because the technology, the, the, I love Twitter, the, the way it works. And yep. I just care about my data. And again, being falsely accused of something that's not true when I take pride in, in being a journalist. And if I say things like I was doing a show on Charles Lieber with Carrie Cassidy and she was making suppositions, I have to be as a journalist, I will preface and say, this is a theory. This is, but everything that I say, especially in the written word, here's the source. Here's why I'm saying that, yep, yep. or here's who I'm quoting. And unless it's clear that I'm giving an opinion and that's still allowed uh, despite the ministry of truth. Yep. I know it's, it's just crazy. Well, I love your work and I publish a lot of your work. Thank you. Yes, Sarah. And I'm super, super grateful because I'm all about cross pollinating and yes, like yes. we've talked to be able to share puzzle pieces and this is part of their aim to fragment the focus and it's like how much how much time is spent on like uploading to different different channels and it's really fragmented and they tailor their terror depending on the person and um it, you know the censorship now has become common and back in 2018 when i'd say like roseanne bar today you tomorrow and everyday people now are um, are kept away and you don't know. Like I just, I don't know, I think a month ago I was on a show and there was a journalist who was, you know, veteran and I had never heard of him. Oh, really? Yeah, well, it's because this is, if the, the censorship is that bad, you know, there's a, there's so many people that just haven't heard of my work, you know, just like same right. thing. And it's, gosh, you know, I, I, we do everything we can to get this information out there. Not that I'm all that great. I'm just saying. But you that, are, you're diligent, you're consistent, you know you're, you're I mean. tireless. And people do, do see, of course, yeah, not, not enough because the numbers are controlled or the platforms are. That's exactly right. Suppressed. And you know, the, uh, Google has figured out a way to even <laughs> knock my numbers down even more, which is pretty incredible. I couldn't believe they could do that, but it's incredible how DuckDuckGo, which has like 1% of the market and Google has what, 90 some percent, 91, 92, I don't know. It fluctuates, but that's about where they're at. I get 20 times more visits to my site of people finding me off DuckDuckGo than they do off Google. I mean, but let that sink in what that means. Yeah. If Google actually did what DuckDuckGo does and just let my stuff go right. based on how really on merit, on reality, then yeah, then I would have millions yeah. of views. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, someone told me, well, today, if you're around and you're not censored, it's because they're allowing you to be around and uh that's right actually or they're playing they're playing the game like I you know someone had told me why do you listen to Tim Pool because he he's he plays the middle road and I I actually do listen to him on a regular basis I listen to a lot of people it doesn't mean 
I'm not listening to people because I need to agree. I mean, certainly, but my point in bringing him up is he's very much, because he's playing the middle of the road, he's allowed to play the game because he makes them money. And other people, like my girlfriend, who's a journalist who wrote the movie Plandemic, who doesn't get credit for it, has to, like me, be like, here, here's for free. Here's all my work for free. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not valued. It's like, I'm, and it's like, oh, well, don't do it if you're not getting paid, but I'm a journalist. I'm really a journalist. Like I want to ask questions. I want to pick up the phone. I want to play with words and, and craft the story. And luckily I'm having opportunities in this new year to get paid for my work. And I'm, I value activist post. I value, I get paid on Vaxter and um, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop it's just like you said, it's it's unfair that, you know, let's say like Google, they had their medic update. And if you think my honeycolony.com had 500,000 unique visitors a month by itself because of our SEO work, because of capturing high search, low competition keywords, and then writing because the way you write for for the net is different. And now that's plummeted to 25,000. It's it's so sad. I I know that's that's exactly right. My Google, they it was probably at about 10,000. And then it went down to like 1200. I mean, they really try to figure out how to my DuckDuckGo is at about 20,000 or so. I get a lot more people from, you know, just in general, my newsletter and everything else. But yeah, yeah. can you imagine if, right. if we weren't censored, it would be incredible. But, you know, but people would be informed. That's the important part. And that's how powerful this media is. I don't think people realize, you know, being in it, we can see it more. Right. I don't think people who are outside it can see how much they're being withheld right. of information and how harm how damaging that is to the public and the magic tricks that they use like yeah. case demic like before jumping on and i'll go yes. back to it the senate hearing and they're like all these cases like uh you're using a shit test and now it's even shittier than your your cdc pcr test and now it's gonna it's getting the numbers and then you you learn in journalism I use this example, like 101 ways to get your man, just put big numbers, put big numbers there and mesmerize them. And even though like I'm telling my mother, this is a ploy, they, this, this is not a diagnostic tool. These numbers are fake. Like, oh, now they're dangling a million, 900,000 deaths. Bring me the dossiers. Oh, lung collapse, ventilator, remdesivir, remdesivir. You know what? I have a guy coming on. Bobby Bonds is his name and he's a hospital. He used to be a hospital analyst and he's also has the same background as me, um, you know, computer science and data and everything else. And so we, he has all the death certificates. Um, it's one state, but he has all the death certificates. And then he-, he What state? Um, New Mexico. Okay. But it, it's, it, it, it's the same everywhere. And yeah. We're going to talk about that That's and how awesome. they manipulated the numbers and then how that ties into the man. We also, he also has all the funding and all the places the fund, the CARES Act went to. Right. So we're going to talk about that. Right. And tie it into how they manipulated this whole thing with a big money grab and mandates, how it was planned, the death certificates. It's, it's, oh, he's throwing out numbers like a thousand percent 
um, higher than it really is. You know, it's like somebody who's 97 who had like four different comorbidities and it was their time to die. And then they just say they had COVID, right? You know, that kind of stuff. And it, you have to look at excess deaths, excess deaths, right. tell you what it really is. And I had, I don't know if you remember, I did an article back, this is 2020. Now we have excess deaths because of the right. vaccine, but back yes. then we really didn't have that many ex- excess deaths to the point where it was statistically irrelevant. And I had the CDC data. And then I realized like three months later when I, I downloaded it all again, that after a hundred percent reporting, they changed all their numbers to match the narrative after a hundred percent reporting. Wow. And yeah, you got to look at my, yeah, I would love I to on. look at that as well. And Basically it, yeah, the it books. was all bullshit. And, and, um, I felt like I was going crazy. And so at the time it was so new in the pandemic that I, I was like, I do you know, I published actually. it and I talked about it, but I half thought I was nuts. And now his data is pointing to the same stuff that I saw back then. You know, it was just, that's, they made it all up to match. You know, there's some. I, I do remember early on, if it was around the time of the 6% where you were really looking at all the um, statistics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I showed that the excess deaths aren't there. And, um, but I'm like, where are all the journalists looking at this, these numbers? It just, I have, I still have the sets of data to prove it, but, um, you know, it, 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 it's overwhelming. The amount of stuff that's come out since to show how they're lying and doing all these things is it's like an avalanche. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's an avalanche of BS and, and making things up. And then the election happened and I, just unbelievable changing definitions like total ministry of of truth like straight up vaporizing changing definitions of of immunization of gain of function uh herd immunity just go in and change the definition no one's paying attention anyway i know well it's not even a pandemic according to pandemic numbers you know right. they changed that too There's- but okay where can people get a hold of you and see your work because people need to see what you're doing. And I mean, your article on that concert was fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. That's in Baxter. So people can find me on Truth Lives Here, which is on Telegram where Sarah is an admin and, and people, uh, I, I like having cross-pollination. So Truth Lives Here. I put stuff out on Gab TV, and I'm on Gab as uh, Lady B, and they can go to honeycolony.com to support a magazine and marketplace that makes excellent products. I've been also persecuted by the FDA, FTC, and DOJ as part of Operation Quack Hack. I am going to go back to working on my George Floyd book, I'm, I'm just putting together a profile or a pitch rather to a potential publisher. And I, I took time off, took four months off to put together a um, collection aggregation of protocols. And I, I got caught up in, I, I just couldn't put a whole bunch of solutions, protocols, and I'm not a doctor or scientist. I'm a functional medicine coach and consultant through Institute of Functional Medicine and have reverse lupus and fibro, uh, but I couldn't put just solutions. I wanted to understand the program, the, the problem. So I've written 50 pages 
explaining what the spike protein is doing, what the mRNA and the fake lipids, the PEG is doing, what the graphene oxide is doing. Yep. And right now I'm, I'm having some, well, Sherry Tenpenny is going to look at it and it's technical. I've been told that it's technical, but I'm not a technical, I'm not a scientist. I don't have a science brain like you do. I really try to distill this and I know people want a quick, quick fix. Anyway, so that I was doing that and now I'm just going to go back to finishing George Floyd before the trial and have several more um, chapters to write. But so I'll be not as visible. I'll continue to do interviews also on BitChute and I'm going to start on Rockfin in a few months. Yeah. Thank you. So you just keep doing good work. So good. Okay. And I'll have all those links. Thank you. Uh, so people can get your work and keep doing what you're doing. Thank and you, I hope you're always out there doing this because I learn a lot from you. So Likewise. thank you so much. Thank and you. Thanks for coming on the program. Thank you, Sarah. Be well. God bless.